Bam 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 Hi, Lisa. Welcome to the Weekly Beef. I don't have a different... (laughs) I hate myself for it. Not yet. Not yet. This is your weekly spa water. Thank you, your water. This is the cucumber-infused hydrating liquid... Thank you. ...of podcasts. Thank you. This This is is your float. This is your... You know what that... What is that that... um, It cancels out all of your senses, your sensory float. Do you know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Ecstasy. (laughs) <laughs> this is your MDMA, your weekly MDMA. That's, that's exactly. This is your weekly Molly. Um, also, this is Go Help Yourself. <laughs> this is a very, very serious, not at all comedic podcast <sighs> to make life suck less. But this is the the little... Um, Addendum. Yeah. Like, instead of, like, having all of dessert... Like if a full episode were dessert, this yeah. is just like I'm going to get one little square of this chocolate bar. The little Andes mint that yeah. comes at the end of the Olive Garden meal. You all know what I'm talking about. But then you go ahead and take four on the way out anyway. Yeah, that's okay. It's just it's your perception of yourself that matters. Misty, I have something I want to talk to you about. Well, thank you. I have something I want to talk to you about, and that's that you're Lisa Linky. Oh, okay. Yeah, hi. <laughs> hi. And I'm Misty Stinnett. Thank you. Now you may continue. Thank you. Um, I'm naming and claiming I, my yes. name. Thank you. So, Misty. Lisa. We have a listener email. We do. We have one. A live one. Which Hot in like, my hands. It's like the dream. You guys, you could email us and make us the happiest people on the planet by just crafting up a little message to go help yourself podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Even if you have nothing you want us to read on air, you can get a hold of us. Yeah. We check it regularly. We get so excited Maybe when people recommend write a in. book. Yes. Oh, yeah. We we're, seem to be going through those quite quickly these days. Yes. <laughs> Um, so who's this from? This is from Julia. Okay. And I'm so excited about this email, which you have not heard before. It is about the big leap. Ooh, this book. Which, if you've been following along from the beginning, you know that the big leap was a controversial book for us. Uh We know that it is one of the most popular self-help books Uh of the modern day or the last couple of years. It's catching on. It's catching on. It's catching on. Um, and we didn't love everything it had to say. <laughs> I often say I hate you to the author. Yeah, but like you and I were talking about before we started rolling, even though we disagreed with so many things that Gay Hendricks had to say. We're still talking about it. We're still talking about it and we're using it. We're It's in our head. It's it's like yeah. permeated our brains. For good or for ill, we're using it. And if it's for ill, it's probably because we caused it in some way. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what does Julia have to say about it? Okay, okay. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, it's a fun and bumpy ride. So please go listen. So this is from Julia. She says, Hi, gang. Big fan and listener here. Thank you. I hesitated with writing something about this as I see it from a privileged perspective, and I'm not sure that's the perspective, quote, we need, unquote, right now. Listen, we need all perspectives, and it's good to understand. Yeah, I, I think all perspectives are welcome, she says. But here goes. And... Great self-awareness and acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. Anytime you're considering, you know, the lens through which you're viewing the world. Yeah. 
That's great. Um, So Julia says, The big leap came into my life when I was 22, when I had been supporting a friend of mine emotionally and financially, when I was quite often being shamed for the scope of the life I wanted and the kind of money my parents had. Mm. I grew up wealthy, was often teased for said wealth, and my work ethic was always always questioned because of my connections. I felt I had to work twice as hard for respect as being both a woman and a daughter of a successful person in the industry I was in. I was infantilized and assumed to be untalented and spoiled. However, I'm aware my connections had the power to make my dreams into reality much easier than so many people. Mm. But it still sounds really difficult. Yeah. who? It's not her fault that she's wealthy. but to, And for people to shame her, that sucks. Well, and to be infantilized is like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, I relate. The concepts in The Big Leap. Do you, do you await Misty? Oh, my God. Get me out of here. Someone send help. I couldn't help Quick. it. I'm so sorry. I couldn't help it. <laughs> So Julia says the concepts in The Big Leap that really helped me were both the idea of an upper limit problem and the idea of not outshining your peers being something that's holding you back. Mm -hmm. Both spoke to the part of myself that feared abandonment if I achieved success. Some of my closest friends were uncomfortable with my family's success, and it was inferred that if I used that connection, I would leave my fellow artists behind and be, quote, alone at the top. Fuck that. That's so stupid. Well, also it's like, Not that she's stupid, but her friends are being stupid. Well, it's it sucks to infer that or to have that inferred at you because it's – first of all, when the tide comes in, all boats will rise. I was just thinking high tide rises all boats. Well, yeah. And also, like, I hate that there's this idea that, like, lonely at the top or, like, uh, tons of – emotional well-being at the bottom. It's yeah, like you can have both. They're yeah, not mutually exactly. exclusive. And I, I don't like dichotomies. Um, so she continues saying, I was already working like a maniac to prove myself. So I was honing my talent, but hiding it in the shadows to make other people comfortable. Oh, Let that sink in. Julia, I'm so sorry. I know. Um, that part of the book helped me leave my chosen career at the time, one I took to hide from my zone of excellence and my zone of genius. Mm. It helped me rid myself of that friend, move across the country, take the leap into filmmaking. It helped me realize that I was comfortable with only a few successes because too many would leave me lonely, wouldn't draw attention to me. The concept of upper limiting is something I still use today. It is probably a less eloquent version of the Marianne Williamson quote, quote, Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. Mm. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? Mm -hmm. You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Amen. So she ends with a note. She says, note, 
I don't blame anyone for their thoughts and feelings about money. I had plenty of my own and am working through those. Also, like in The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, which is episode one, uh, which problems would you rather have? I dealt a lot with constant spotlight, a way too early awareness of red carpets, of people watching and judging me for my successes and weight, Mm. being ostracized for something I had nothing to do with, most men being too intimidated to date me, as they said many times. Mm. Everyone has their struggles, their issues, their joys and privileges, the hands they were dealt. This one just happens to be mine. That is beautiful. I am so glad she wrote in and shared that. Yeah. Because it just goes to show that there are so many different perspectives in this world. Mm -hmm. And the kind of self-help that serves me might not serve you. Correct. And vice versa. And that some things really do resonate with a whole group of people and they might not resonate with you personally at that time and that's fine and you know i'm sure that i could go back and reread that at another time and really i don't want to say enjoy it but maybe see some other value in it and look who who are we we're just two hilarious bitches. Just amazing, LA. talented, funny, shiny, beautiful women who just have highly some extra sought after time for even. themselves. That's right. That's just who we are. That's right. <laughs> no, I, I don't wish ill will on anybody who finds self help yeah. at all. And I love that Julia found some um, some success and some encouragement through this book to find her path and what brings her joy. Well, and it just goes to show that the values that society perpetuates, and I can only speak for Western society here, but it's like the, we're told like, get money, get a big house, get rich, you have all the things. And it's, it's been proven to me over and over that that, although that does solve some problems, like Mark Manson would say. It creates another problem. You can be lonely and isolated and completely yeah. judged for it and have obstacles in a different way. So um, yeah. I really love, Julia, that you shared that perspective. So thank, yeah, you, thank you so, so much. much for writing in. Um, Lisa, do you want to hear about my homework? You know that I do. <laughs> So you assigned me homework from the five-second rule. I sure did. That uh, I don't remember exactly how you put it, but just to open up the that web series that I shot, um, if you haven't heard the previous episodes, I uh, shot four or five episodes of a web series with a friend of mine. I edited the first one, and then everything else is just sitting on my hard drive. And we discovered this in episode four. Five of you are a badass. Where do you give up in the process? Yeah, and we we discovered <laughs> much to our delight <laughs> that it is not. It's like right at the very end for you, like, for you, for me. So it's I give up ninety five percent of the way in the process, and so. I cried when I heard about these episodes sitting unedited. Yeah, and then a couple episodes later. I thought, oh, my God, I would love for you to five-second rule anytime during the week when it comes up about these. And you freaked out for a hot second. You were like, I don't have time to edit. I was like, no, 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 no. Don't Mm -hmm. don't edit them. Just let's see what happens. Just take one tiny step, one tiny step. So, Misty, what happened? So, let me tell you, um, my week was so busy that I wanted to cry. Uh, From sunup to sundown. Like, I – so, finally today. Yeah. And, well, first of all, I want to start by saying I have been five-seconding my way through the entire (gasps) week. I love that. So, it started with, like – 
okay, I really don't want to un- unload the dishwasher. Five, four, three, two, one. I'm just going to do it. I got out of bed. I texted you and Sav one morning yes. like, I am so fucking angry, but I'm out of bed. Yes. Right? So I have five, four, I'm three, two, one. I'm out of bed. Yeah. That's right. So I found myself using it throughout the week. And I think the power of that book is just becoming aware of the hesitations. Mm. So I've been ultra aware. So that's been really useful. So just a quick question. Mm-hmm. Um, did you find yourself thinking I should use it now or did it just kind of kick in? It just kicked in. I love it. It was just on my brain. I mean, these these things are like little creatures that burrow into my brain yeah. and then carve tunnels. It's crazy. It's great. Ooh, that just made my head hurt. Okay. So as far as the specific homework assignment sure. for seeing what happens. I think we were talking like just open the file and see what happens. Or just look at your calendar and see what, yeah. you know, like when in a few months you might have time. So let me tell you how this played out. Okay. Didn't look at the calendar. Nice. Didn't open the hard drive. I love you. Had a ton of resistance. Great. But what I did do is I was like, I'm recording a podcast episode tonight. I should probably do this homework. I reached out to my co-host yes. of that web series. Yes. And I said, hey, I know that you didn't want to edit before. But it seems like you've got some free time now. Is that something? And he had actually mentioned that he was interested in it again. And he's going to – we're going to transfer the files and he's going to edit them. And he's an editor. He's an actual legitimate editor. Missed. So it's moving forward but not in the way that – I had thought it would with me bearing all the responsibility. But I love that. Your face right now is amazing. I mean, I, my face could crack open from smiling. Um, how do you yeah. feel? Um, I feel really good. I feel uh, – I'm curious. I'm really curious. I'm grateful I don't have to do the work. Yes. I'm I'm – wondering how it's going to turn out because it might morph into something totally different. This might be something that ends up living on Instagram and not YouTube or like a shorter form instead of, you know, or maybe it's like little one minute installments or whatever. So we're figuring that out. But I feel relieved because before it felt like the entire burden of the whole thing was on me. And now it's not. And, and that priorities do shift for people that within three or four months, what you thought was the arrangement before isn't now. So it is this five second rule is proving to be helpful because I don't think I would have reached out to him if you hadn't given me that assignment. And even today, I was like, ugh, I don't want to. Five, four, three, two, one. And I wrote the text message. So. I fucking love that you did that. Yeah. Thank you, Mel Robbins. Hashtag five second Thanks, rule. Thanks, Mel Robbins. And I'm just so proud of you for doing that because Thank you. I know that I know what it's like to carry a project for a very long time. And think like I'll get to it. I'll get to. It, I'll, yeah. I'll get to it. Yeah. And then to kind of just not change horses midstream, but like shift expectations a little bit. Yeah, requires a different kind of courage. And I'm really glad that you did that. Thank you. I'm very proud of you. Thank you for challenging me to do that. So this was that was a and thank you for cool doing week. it. You could have been like I didn't have time, but look at all these ways I five seconded it. So well, isn't that the whole point? Is like we don't think we have time. You're pretty ballsy. Yeah, I thank love it. You. Yeah, um, Misty, I want to talk about. Because I've been thinking about this a lot lately, and I have been saving it. I haven't been texting you about it because I wanted to save it till this minute. Oh, I'm really nervous. There's Lisa's like springing a secret. It's not a secret. Secret topic on me. Can you? I want to talk to you, and I just want to have a discussion. What do you think the difference is between self help and self care? Oh, her eyes got really big. I feel like her brain matter is on the wall behind. That's her. right. Uh, I, I mean? God, I love this so much. The very first thing that comes to mind yeah. is that it feels like self-care is meeting you right where you're at right 
now. Oh my God, that's brilliant. And I feel like self-help, at least through my view, is where I want to go. So it's it's more about goals and growing and changing, where self-care is like, what do I need right now in this moment? And I think self-care initial my gut instinct again is to say like self-care is like filling a short-term need but I don't think it is I think self-care can absolutely be long-term you can do things that set you up for long-term success self-care wise but when I when I think of self-care I think of replenishing because mm. I I when I'm in desperate need of self-care it's usually I've run myself ragged haven't given myself enough downtime mm-hmm. I haven't shown up for myself in some way so here's my question. I, I, first of all, I'm beyond impressed that you were able to come up with those like on the spur of the moment. Thank you. Um, I don't know where that came from. Because you're brilliant and you're smart. Um, I feel like self-care is a lot of like maintenance. Yes. Right? And yeah. I, I agree with you that I feel like for a lot of women in particular, self-care is a lower priority until it's in desperate need. Yeah, because we're taught uh, – at least for it, others. Traditionally, yeah. women are taught or raised, you know, whether it's by your parents or through the messaging you receive in society, you have to be attuned to everyone else's needs. To be feminine, a lot of times is equated to being thoughtful mm-hmm. and forward looking mm-hmm. and attentive mm-hmm. and nurturing others. Nurturing. Mm-hmm. And so uh, and so the opposite of that. At least I've received a lot of messaging that if I'm taking care of myself, it's selfish. That it's selfish. Yeah. That means I'm somehow not taking care of the people around me mm-hmm. if I'm taking care of myself. Because I think the idea is that, at least with the messaging that I have been um, exposed to, is that there's not an that it, there's a finite amount of what you can give to other people or yourself. Yeah. So if you're giving it to yourself, you must be taking it away from another person, which of course is not fucking true. Yeah. Sidebar. I need to do this very quick sidebar and then I need to come back to you about this. So um, I watch 90 Day Fiance, (laughs) self-care. And um, there's... Self-care comes in many, many forms. Thank you. There's this um, uh, character on this... They're not a character. It's a real person. There's this couple and it's Stephen and Olga. And if anybody who watches, you'll know what I'm talking about. She's in Russia. She was in the summer in like the East Coast. She met Stephen. They had a, they hung around and hooked up. She moved back to Russia and then was like, surprise, I'm pregnant. And they were like, <gasps> let's keep the baby. And he went to Russia for the birth of his baby. And he is, they're barely 21. Like they're, they're young. Oh my God, they're babies. And he is like so selfish and he's like she's Mm. nursing a newborn like hormones coursing through her crying and he's like you all you do is take care of the baby like you don't even worry about our relationship oh my god (laughs) i have to say the twitter sphere is blowing up about it oh my god okay first of all uh, yeah. Not to turn this into a crazy sidebar, but um, men, if you're looking for your partner to mother you in any way, and maybe for some couples, that's totally fine. That's totally I mean, great. That is not. No, that is right. That is not what I look for in a romantic partner. Yeah. I do not feel 
uh, romantic and loving feelings towards my romantic partner. Yeah. If if somehow I feel that I am being forced into a mothering yeah. role yeah. or whatever. But also, shout out to new moms. Yeah. You are you are at the total mercy of, of your, your baby's body. feeding schedule. You don't. Uh, my my aunt, who is amazing, um, had a, a beautiful little girl a couple of years ago, and she was just like, I don't recognize myself anymore. I yeah. literally don't recognize yeah. myself. You you might have blocked ducts while yeah. you're breastfeeding. Your body is sometimes literally torn in half yeah. from having a child. You are at the total mercy. So I would say if anybody's listening to this podcast and is thinking, knows a new mom, no, you know, it, it can look all good on Instagram – do something for that mother who was probably not able to give her yeah. own self self care. And you know what can be self care? Go over and watch the baby for half an hour so she can take a shower. Yeah. So he. So I. I think he's kind of an interesting thing because I think he needs some self care. Yeah. He needs to do it himself. That's right because he's looking to other people and getting angry when he's not having his needs met. But he also needs some self-help, but I here's my definition. Mm-hmm. I feel like self-care again is mm-hmm. this kind of maintenance um whether it's physical um in your environment, right? Like mm-hmm. it feels good to clean off your desk. It feels mm-hmm. good to clean off the kitchen table. It feels yeah. good to clean out the fridge. Like those aren't fun things. Right. If it's self-care is going to the dentist. Yeah. Self-care is like bodily maintenance, emotional hygiene, that kind of stuff too. Yeah. Self-help to me is when somebody tries to better themselves without the assistance of either a professional or somebody that they would hire to do it. Yeah. Like a life coach or a therapist or whomever. Yeah. I buy a book to make myself better at this thing. I don't take a class. I don't work with somebody who's an expert in this field. I'm doing it myself. That's right. It's very DIY. Well, I don't know. I don't know. That's why I wanted to talk to you because like I I don't know how to have this – this differentiation and I think they're kind of merged a lot. Yeah, I don't I don't think that they're mutually exclusive at all because I do think um I do think that helping yourself in any way, whether that's working out, trying a new class, going to a therapist, go you know, going to a a group of some sort, where you know, building a community, that is all acts of self-care. Yeah. Right? Because for for me, the first thing that comes to mind with self-care is Korean sheet masks. I love those. Uh-huh. Anytime I'm like, uh, you know, I I don't have time to do anything. I'm so drained. Yeah. But one thing that's going to make me feel fancy and taken care of is if I put on this weighted sheet mask. I mean, and that's it feels, amazing. But that's what I think. But self-care is, you know, last night I was so tired. I'd had a packed weekend. I ended up doing like a like a run to San Diego, which is two and a half hours from Los Angeles and back within like 15 hours. And I didn't get to the grocery store until I got back in town. And I had to do all these things to set myself up for the week. And I haven't, (laughs) I haven't cooked or food prepped in so long that my body was like, no, I'm going to liquefy if you mm-hmm. don't actually put a piece oh, of protein in me. My body was like, del taco, del yes. Well, and I, well, and I've been doing that for the last like six weeks. <laughs> yes. And finally I was like, please dear God, a vegetable. Yes. So, and as I didn't want to be sitting there chopping vegetables to roast at 930 at night. And I literally thought to myself, this is self-care. Yeah. I wasn't enjoying it. No. Nope. I wasn't because I think I think we do equate. It's like yeah. for me, a pedicure 
is self-care. Like something enjoyable is self-care. Mm-hmm. Something that's a lot more work is self-help. Well, is I, that how we think about maybe, it? Maybe, because I'll also say this. Yeah. Massages seem like self-care. Mm, yes. But I have a lot of... it. The, the amount of mental energy that I need to expend to, to enjoy a massage mm-hmm. almost cancels out sure. the relaxation. Absolutely. So... And, and to each his own, right? Mm-hmm. So some people feel uncomfortable getting pedicures. Some people feel uncomfortable in self-care. Some people are very good mm-hmm. at um, pampering self-care. Yeah. Some people aren't. I'm yeah. not good at it. So right. it requires a lot of mental work for me to do it. So it isn't just relaxing. It's not. And I here's my big thing with self-care. If it costs too much money, that cancels it out for me. So how you were just saying the mental work to get ready for a massage or get yourself in that mindset. I actually had a therapist once who was like, Misty, your homework, girl, is to – because for me, like money money is all about survival and security. She was like, not only to spend money on yourself, but to practice not feeling guilty. To to go, you know what? I showed up for myself. And sometimes sitting down and doing something for yourself, something nice, whether that's I'm going to buy really – I'm a poor college kid and Mm -hmm. I'm actually going to buy a lot of fresh produce Mm -hmm. and a nice piece of salmon or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever Mm -hmm. that is and and not feeling guilty about it. Mm -hmm. And that – her giving me permission mm-hmm. went miles. I still had to work at it, but I think a lot of times I, and I think a ton of us are, we're waiting for permission yeah. to do something. So I would say if you are feeling so drained and you're listening to this podcast right now, I'm only saying this not because I have any authority, but in case you need it, here's your permission. Yeah, Permission slip ri- like written. Go, go, um you know, within your means, whatever makes you feel comfortable, go get that pedicure you've been thinking about. Go buy that steak out. Have that glass of wine that's not on happy hour. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do that thing for yourself. Because sometimes the gift that it gives you in return yeah. is worth the money you spent in, tr- in triple. That's right. And and for me, I won't get pedicures because I don't know why I would spend $48 after tip and everything. Oh, God, on... i got to take you to a different place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, or or still 35 or I'm whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but a friend of mine treated me to pedicures recently. We mm-hmm. hadn't seen each other in a long time. My friend Susan. Hi, Susan. I love you. Um, but she treated me to a pedicure. And because that part of the equation was taken off the table. You can enjoy it. I enjoyed it so much. It was quiet. The conversation was great. Susan and I got pedicures together. And I and every time I look down at my feet, it brings me joy, you yeah. know, right now. And so So you're gonna keep your feet. Yeah. I'm gonna keep my feet. I'm gonna I'm not <laughs> gonna return those. That's to right. Marie Kondo. Well circling back to Olga and Steve. Nice work, Steven. Steven. So I wanna share something that has not left my mind since I heard it. So my brilliant voice teacher, Matt Beisner. Oh, he's such a gem. He's amazing. We have to have him on this podcast. Yes. Matt, please come on. Matt. Um, Matt, are you listening? <laughs> I sure hope so because I'm using my voice, friends. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he talks about a cycle, and I hope I'm getting this right because I don't have my notebook in front of me. He talks about um, a cycle, uh, the cycle of abandonment, mm-hmm. entitlement, and victimization. Yes. So uh, for those of you who haven't heard anything like this before, I'll walk you through it. Say at some point during, so basically the idea is if you're ever feeling angry about something that happened or you're sitting in traffic and you're feeling really mad about it or you're late for a meeting or or whatever, the world let you down in some way, 
you can usually trace your step back, your steps back during the day to a time where you abandoned yourself. Mm-hmm. So for example, I know I have a meeting to get to. Mm-hmm. I snooze the alarm or yep. I don't get out of bed or I insist on doing heavy eye makeup or whatever, you know, thing keeps us you didn't set yourself at home up in the morning. Success. Right. You abandon yourself in some way, mm-hmm. right? Or you insist on stopping for coffee when you could just get coffee after whatever. You abandon yourself. Then comes entitlement. So now you're racing to get to the meeting, but the guy in front of you cuts you off. You are honking on your horn. You're cursing them out. You're so angry because now you're entitled to get to this meeting on time. Mm -hmm. You know, it's your right. And then it turns into victimization. For example, I I couldn't find parking. I couldn't find it. This happened to me in no way my fault. Um, So, and this can be applied to any number of situations, but yesterday coming back from San Diego, I found that I was so mad. I was so angry. I was angry I had to food prep that late at night. I was angry that I didn't leave San Diego earlier in the week and had a great time with my, my friend that I was visiting. But I was overextending myself. And I knew that before I even got in mm-hmm. the car to drive to San Diego. I was mad at myself for not being more honest with her mm-hmm. and saying, can, you know, can we rain check or can I, you know, whatever. I'm going to have to leave early. Right. Or I'm going to have to leave early because I really felt this is a wonderful childhood friend of mine. She's hardly ever in California. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to miss it. But I didn't have the capacity. Yeah. So I got home and I was so fucking angry i cannot tell you yeah. like so like like walking around my apartment alone like a crazy person Girl, just cursing when you mad you need to call me oh i should have but mm-hmm. you'd had a weekend i did that's fair that's uh, fair. so that was me giving lisa not self-care but friend care yes. by not calling her but anyway and i looked back and i went oh no here are the five ways i abandoned myself this weekend i wasn't entitled to feel relaxed after all of that anyway this I, is this I is such that. great food for thought i love that now i do have issue with the the titles and the terms because that's I, very I may, harsh listen i may be saying them wrong no, again i, I don't have because i've heard them before and I, he's not wrong well matt may matt may say it a different way and we will absolutely have him on here if he will come to i, I, I correct feel us. like it's when when you are hard on yourself to begin with mm-hmm. i find it's for me if i double down on that harshness it's harder for me to like actually move forward so i have to be gentle with myself you do yeah absolutely that's my form of self-care and self-help what that's right so anyway i guess my my big question is Mm -hmm. that we should um think about this i don't know that there's a hard and fast answer and i think it differs for everybody and i'm curious to know what you out there listening how you find the difference between self-help oh my gosh please we would love to hear from you what not I want to hear not only what you you feel self-care is versus self-help, but what are your best tips for self-care? What are your most unorthodox ways yeah. of showing up for yourself? Because self-care is it doesn't always feel good. Getting yeah. in a run when you don't want to get out of bed, you can be angry the whole time and still caring for yourself. Yeah. And you know, we love to read listener uh, self-help and self-care yes. stories. On so please email those to us uh, and, yeah. and we'll read them. Yeah, what a great question, Lisa. Thank you. Oh, I'm so glad you were so eloquent. Oh, thank I really, you. I, that could have gone terribly. I could have thrown you under the bus and you inflated the the vehicle. I, that that was <laughs> terrible. It's a blow-up uh, Jetta. <laughs> In case anyone's looking, inflated you, the vehicle. I love talking with you. I love you, too. You're just such a, an intelligent person, and I just love our discussions. Yeah, you're okay. I don't, uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> 
Also, <laughs> fuck Steven. You need to go on Twitter and look up oh, 90 Day Fiance my Steven. And you're going to lose your mind. Oh, and then I need my God. to get you hooked on that show with me. And also, seriously, new moms, you're super women. We love you. Yeah. Um, everybody, if you have been enjoying the episode so far, yes. please go on to iTunes, leave us a rating, write a review, yes. subscribe. Yes. Um, the reason this matters is the more reviews we have and the better rankings we have, we will be able to rise in the charts and get found by people earlier. Mm-hmm. More People finding us means more resources for us, which mm-hmm. means more cool shit we can do for, for you. you. So if you're loving it, you can pause this right now, go write a review, leave us a rating. I mean, and that'd be tapping great. five stars like literally takes half a second. Well, and also you can just five, four, three, two, one. Oh, oh, what did you just do? <laughs> Jedi mind trick. No, I like that. And with that, life, life is, is abundant. abundant. Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less, was produced by Misty Stinnett, Lisa Linky, and Matt Sav. Our theme song was also written by Matt Sav. He's amazing. <laughs> do you want to get in touch? You do. Email us at gohelpyourselfpodcast at gmail.com. And you know, you can also find us on the social medias, Instagram at gohelpyourselfpodcast, Twitter at podcast, or check out our website, gohelpyourselfpodcast.com. And if you liked our podcast, please subscribe, rate and review us on iTunes to help other people discover our show. It's really the least you can do. And why don't you tell all of your friends? Bye! Bye.